the ends justify the means is the most evil, evil, evil thing that's ever, ever been written. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle, and welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm here with my friend Alfonso Rachel, and this is the show where we try to, uh, on one hand, chart the uh, slow decline of, of virtue in the society, and then obviously do our best to see if we can do anything to restore that. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> two pieces of really, really, really disturbing news uh, from the last couple of days. Uh, one of them was that um, a young uh, progressive, uh, having heard about all of the angst caused by Roe v. Wade and then the Uvalde shooting and, and so on, uh, decided he was going to go and assassinate a member of the Supreme Court. He, he was uh, arrested outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house, which he found on the internet, who was doxxed, basically, specifically so that people would go to his personal house and protest against uh, Roe v. Wade. And he had with him not just a murder or arsenal, it looked kind of like a torture arsenal, too. He had twist ties to bind people, pepper spray, all kinds of horrible things. I'll get to, I'll get to this guy in a minute. But while that was exceedingly disturbing, uh, something that followed just chilled my blood, actually. There was a survey done, and uh, I've got it here. And, and here was the question that was asked of Americans. This is uh, on partisanship and violence. The question is, do you approve of assassinating a politician who is harming the country or our democracy? They divided it up into uh, older and younger groups. When it comes to younger democratic men, do you want to guess what percentage say they approve of assassinating somebody? You probably shouldn't guess. It's disgusting. 44%. Nearly half. Nearly half of young, young democratic men said they approve of assassinating somebody who they perceive to be harming the country or the democracy. Um, for young Republican men, it's marginally better. It's still shockingly high and shamefully high. 34% approved that uh, on, on that. And then the low numbers on both cases come from older people. Older Democratic women, 9% thought it was okay. Older Republican women, 10%. Older Re Democratic men, 6%. And older uh, Republican men, also 6%. So it's interesting in a lot of ways, disgraceful, harmful, and all the rest of it. But the one thing I catch from this statistic is older Republican men, you know, those evil white uh, white supremacists, have the lowest numbers of people approving of murder, assassination, and violence, and young Democratic men have the highest number. And I, I got to tell you, though, 6%, right, the lowest number there, to me is shocking, shockingly high. Man, I tell you what. <clears throat> so, this cat who went over to uh, Kavanaugh's house, uh, what we what were you going over there to do, man? Uh, lynch him? That's <laughs> it. You you, get, you basically you got a, a lynch mob wanting to go to. I thought Democrats were supposed to be against lynching, even though they're the ones historically who filibustered uh, against anti-lynching bills. I think that was a uh, like the the Dyer bill. Um, mm -hmm. You had Republicans, you know, say, "Hey, knock it off with the lynching," okay? Um, 
And you got uh, Democrats who feel like they're entitled to do it. They're always it's tradition. It's tradition, man. They're always showing their true KKK colors, aren't they? That's it. And uh, so <clears throat> when you ask that statistic about the numbers, like, man, I was like, I, I, I immediately thought about um, there was uh, some footage that went out getting some opinions from uh, these Democrats at this rally. And they were asking them about Clarence Thomas. And, mm -hmm. uh, and every one of their answers was to the effect of lynching him. And I'm not talking about like the, the the new lynching or the cyber lynching. No, they actually wanted to torture the man to death. Um, and, you know, we used to remember, man, we would when the Tea Party was at its peak and, and you would have uh, these, you know, these liberals out there saying that, um, look, look at the Tea Party. It's just a big Klan rally. It's it's all these rich, you know, white men out there. And it's just a, it looks like a big Klan rally. And I'm like, um, you know, the Klan and pretty much any terrorist organization aren't attended by the elderly and the rich. They're usually young. And if they're, if they're like more affluent, born into an affluent family, they're like these spoiled, rotten, you know, trying to find ideologues, music, ideologues right? But usually they're the lower income, you know, bracket who, who does these things. So the KKK were young, wild-eyed nuts. That's who they were. And, you know, you're trying to say that this, this is, the Tea Party is, is a, a Klan rally of old, rich white men. It's like, no, that's just not true. And, um, and it, it is disappointing when you hear, and that doesn't surprise me either that you would have those kind of stats for, you know, the younger like but because you hear a lot of people out there talk about hang Hillary. You know, it's like, you know what? Um, let's have that due process. You know, these people, they got their comeuppance. But, you know, we shouldn't sound like a lynch mob ourselves. You know, we're supposed I, to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting. Please finish. No, it's, it's you know, they, like I said, you know, the, I think these people definitely got their date in court coming. Uh, they are. um uh, they have committed treason um, uh, against the United States, and there's a penalty to pay for that. Um, but, you know, they need their day in court. Um, I haven't heard anybody saying uh, hang Hillary. I have heard a lot of people say lock her up, but there's a big difference between lock her up and hang Hillary. Sure. Since you mentioned the Tea Party thing, I just want to get this on the record. Uh, not that the people watching this aren't aware of this, but I've done uh, at least 100 Tea Party events, I would say, and you've done quite a few of them myself, mm. yourself. And and during that time, not only not only during the official events, during the seminars or the speeches, but in the lobbies, outside, at restaurants, all of it, I never once heard any uh, derogatory comments towards uh, blacks, Hispanics, women, or gays. And much more importantly, I don't think I have, no, I, I haven't. I have not ever heard anyone espousing personal violence against people who they disagreed with. And, and so there are people out there, and I know a couple of them well, and they're very dear to me, who, who are constantly trying to find, you know, like balance. Like, well, you've got your Republican opinion, there's a Democratic opinion, and the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. And that's just that's just not the case in many cases. And this is one of them. Now, absolutely true that what was it, 36% of young Republican men, that is a catastrophe, mm. a catastrophe. But it's a catastrophe that's been brought about by the destruction of civility and the destruction of 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 um it's funny because the progressives just talk about nothing but tolerance. But when you give them something that they don't like, their first their first instinct is to smash things, burn things, and murder people. Yes, that's that's just who they are. It's it's uh like this in innate 
disposition to just throw tantrums and, and have a hissy fit, you know, over stuff that they just don't agree. And they think that this is liberty. And, um, you know, that's that's, you know, when that's the thing about, you know, being an American and having this freedom, you know, the land of the free, you know, it'd be great. Sure, if we could just all be Americans, but the problem and, and not be concerned about parties and ideologies and whatnot. Sure, that'd be fantastic. Uh, but the problem is, is who is it's understanding what it is to actually be an American. You, people have different ideas of what it is to be an American. People have different ideas of, of what it is uh, of the land of the free and have these liberties. And they want to take all these liberties and impose their ideas of liberty on other people. Uh, or even when it comes down to the unborn, this is my life, it's a free country, and if I want to kill this thing that's in me, that is occupying my space despite the whole coexist narrative, I can't even coexist with this kid for nine months, or this thing, this glob of cells or whichever, uh, and I'll, even though I'm all about nature and stuff like that, I'm not gonna let nature take its course and uh, end the pregnancy on its own. Uh, and if I can't do that, if I can't kill this thing, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> so it's like that's and they feel like they're entitled they should have the liberty to do those things and which is not liberty at all and they're either going to do it. if they can't do it you know by the ballot they'll do it by judicial fiat and if they yeah. can't sue the public for it well then they're just going to come after you and harass you even to the point of death that's just who democrats are that's right. Um, I, be, I live in a free country, therefore I've got the right to make you shut up. Yep. That's, uh, that's basically how they, how they look at it. Um, let me say one thing that needs to get said, because one of the things that, that's important, I think, to maintain a, a virtuous uh, society, virtuous party, a virtuous group of people, whatever you want to call it, family even, is, is it's not even so much self-criticism as just maintaining standards. And, and here's where I'm going with this. Chuck Schumer said, you know, we're coming for you, you know, when 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 it was leaked about the thing. And and many people, uh, I don't know how many, but certainly some people have said, see, Schumer incited this guy to go murder um, uh, or, or attempt to murder uh, Brett Kavanaugh. And and certainly Schumer had rhetoric that was uh, inflammatory, but I don't think we can have this both ways. I've never, ever, ever believed that that the, that if somebody said something and caused somebody else to do something, that it was the person who said something's responsibility. Because if you buy that argument, if you buy the argument that that we should be uh, condemning Schuster for incitement to murder rather than just maybe florid or 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 you know inappropriate speech, uncivil speech. I'm going to come back to civility in a minute, but. But if we if we say that this guy was that that Schumer or the Democrats basically put him up to it, you can certainly say they created an environment that this guy lived in. But the decision to go and kill people is his decision, not Schumer's. It's his decision. And if you're not willing to, we we can't have it both ways, right? We can't we can't say that uh, we can't say that we're we're creatures of free will. And not apply that both ways. In other words, so in other words, if we are willing to go down this road and say, aha, this politician said something that made some other person go and do something, then we are setting the, the stage for complete limits on speech. And I'll tell you what those limits are, by the way. 
if we go down this road that one person's actions is dependent on what somebody else says, then we will not only have lost the right to freedom of speech, we will live in a world where speech will be adjusted so that it does not offend the most insane individuals in the country, right? It'll have to be so bland, so milquetoast, so so pablum, so nothing that that no one could possibly object to it. That that and it's it's just a denial of everything we believe in and I haven't seen a lot of it, but I think it's important to point that out, you know. It's important to point it out. You cannot have it both ways. This guy did it because he's a miserable, murdering son of a gun, and he has no doubt been poisoned by uh, this toxic culture and all of the hate, and, and Schumer's a part of that, but there's no direct cause and effect relationship there. With all of that said, with all of that said, this issue you were saying a minute ago about what it, what it means to be American, I think this is much bigger than being an American. I think this deals with civilization and, and the root of civilization and the same root that the word civility comes from. Civility is, is the ability to behave yourself. I mean, it's really pretty simple, you know, don't be a dick. That's what civility <laughs> means, right? That's really it. Just, just put it on a, on, on a bumper sticker, put it, you know, where you can read it and find it easily. And the reason I bring this up in terms of like the erosion of, of, of civility and, and virtue is I was having a discussion with my wife about um, this whole thing about women warriors, you know, little, little tiny chicks, 100-pound chicks swinging, you know, what would be 200-pound swords. And we got into a discussion about this. And I said, honey, you don't, what you don't understand is, is that she was talking about having, I got a point to this. She was talking about how women should, you know, kind of come up on the walls to help defend the city if it's being attacked. I said, you, you don't understand this, baby. The reason we're out there on the walls is so you can run away. That's the reason that we're there, right, is for you to run away. We got into this whole thing, but here's where, here's where it gets interesting. So we, we talked about the Titanic, right? And I said, the reason that this thing is, is cheating, this woman barbarian warrior thing is cheating, is because they don't exist and because when the ship starts to sink, honey, I said, you're getting on a lifeboat and I'm not. And she said, well, that, that you know, how, how people would, would fight for the debt. She talked about, oh, in Russia, you know, the ships have gone down and the strongest men threw the women and children overboard and got in the lifeboats, that kind of thing. And I didn't doubt that, but essentially... The Titanic is fascinates people and, and continues to hold interest for so many people for so many years precisely because it is the acid test of what civility and order and civilization, duty, honor, as I said, valor, loyalty, reputation, courage, dignity, all of those things are on that ship when that iceberg hits. And and that example of people calmly saying goodbye to their families, big strong men saying goodbye to their families and watching their, their, their kids and their wife getting lowered down in, into the ocean in a lifeboat, that's what makes freedom possible. If, if everybody is constantly fighting tooth and jaw to, to or tooth and claw, whatever the case may be, to, to, to tear people away and that only the strongest survive of violence wins, then you've got barbarism. And this loss of, of, of this titanic ethic, which has kind of got a nice ring to it, actually, is because it's not being taught anymore. It's not, and most, most, most importantly, 
it's not being exhibited to young men, right? And that's where the violence problem is. I mean, 97%, 98% of the physical violence is young men. So we come back to whole, that whole issue. But when you've got a society, a, a, a political party that basically says, if it's something you don't like, then go out and burn things, smash them. We'll, not only will we not arrest you, we'll make a big bronze statue of you and we will give you millions and millions of dollars. You can buy all the private houses you want to and all of this uh, incentive for uncivilized behavior is reaching critical levels. It's already reached critical levels and the question is now, can we put a cork in it? Mm, man, that's that... that. That's a lot to unpack there, man. But uh, let's see. With Democrats, you, you, earlier you said, you know, it's like they want it both ways. Of course they do. You, or you say they can't have it both ways, not according to them. No, I'm sorry. They, 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 they want it both ways and they do have it both ways and they because do. of all of the media controls. But, but I'm talking about us there for a second. We can't have it both ways. If we're going to have a philosophy and a morality that we're going to be true to, mm. then, then the rules apply all the time. And those rules apply to us as well. And we shouldn't we shouldn't abandon our core beliefs to take short term advantage of, of uh, whatever political gain we might get by saying uh, Sh Schumer needs to be removed from office for inciting this guy to go and murder a Supreme Court justice. Sure. Now, we, we understand that, you know, we're not trying to have it both ways. We just understand that there's a two way street It's them Democrats and perverts. They like it both ways and all this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but no, the, here's here it is. What Democrats, when they do these things. They have this kind of like socially dependent mindset, you know. That's that's in vogue for them, you know. This it's collectivism, yeah. yeah that's what it comes to collectivist, right? And and it really at the, at the end of the day, it isn't even about their neighbor or anything. It's really about them, and they they basically want uh, this communal effort to facilitate what they feel like they have a right to. Is is really what it comes down. To. It's it's a it's a sanctimonious guise is really what they're getting down to. Um, this, but in in their worldview contradicts itself because, you know, in, in terms of their, you know, uh, they're, they're being given over to this kind of like evolutionary uh, idea or what do you want to call it? Darwinistic or, you know, and when they have this kind materialistic of materialistic material that I like a lot, you know, and, and they and they'll and they're the ones who will espouse this survival of the fittest mindset, which makes no sense because it's like, OK, so if you're all about survival of the fittest, what do you want free health care for? Right. If you are really fit, you should be able to go ahead and facilitate that for yourself. But that's not what it is that they do. And and they contradict themselves further when they try to make it like it's all about being equal in this equity. But they want special treatment for other people. Now, like, say, for instance, you're, you're, you're talking about like the Titanic. Now, in their worldview, it is the kind of worldview that leads to the men would throw the women overboard. Why? Because it's equity. And if the man wants to identify as a woman, then he should be the one to get in the lifeboat anyway. You know, so it's like now, but at the same time, they're I think if the Titanic were to go down today, there would be an enormous number of people who suddenly identified as women. I mean, just a huge number of people on that boat. Come on I, now. I, I suddenly I identify as a woman right now. Yes. Right now. Mm -hmm. Move it, over, especially if it was a boat full of of, of these people. So, That's but right. but you know the thing about you know America, you know, and it's in our founding documents. Just like the founder says, look, man, we are appealing to the supreme judge of the world. Man, that's 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 wired into it. We are a nation that acknowledges the God given rights of men. 
you know, where other nations that that's 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 not something particularly unique to them. That's unique to us. So we're built to where it's like, OK, in order of the king, the man loves his woman sacrificially. I so if I got to give up my life so that you can live so you and the kids can live. That's the way it's going to go down. That's the deal. That's that's built into as us as Americans. That's right. You know, and unfortunately, you got these godless liberals trying to get us away from that. They can't even see, you know, when the, when the founding documents say that, you know, uh, we're we're uh, created equal by our creator, certain inalienable rights. It's like, look, it doesn't say that we're born equal. It says we're created equal. There's really only one thing that makes us equal. One is how we're made. The marriage of the male seed to the female egg. That's how we all got here. That's the one thing that makes us truly equal. And that's when your rights begin. Now, liberals decide that because, because they're Democrats and see this place as a democracy, they want to be able to have the power by a popular vote to, to, uh, to overrule and outvote what God himself has ordained and have control over our God-given rights and decide who gets what and impose on our right to life, our, our, our right to liberty, our, our right to pursuit of happiness, our right to property. That's why I'm saying it's like American according to what? Because if these people have their way, this will be a whole twisted backward version of American. It'd be a democracy, you know, where the two wolves and a sheep are going to vote on who's going to be dinner. And just totally ignore that this is a republic where these laws are fixed and set and they're just supposed to be guarded. It's like, look, man, you can't intrude on that. You can't you can't do that. You know, no, no, no. You're not going to take that to court. The court's not going to waste their time with that. You can't impose on people's lives like that. Not on their liberty, not on their property, not on their pursuit of happiness. And that's what Democrats want to do. And if you get in the way of that, well, here they come with their uh terror tactics and just going to take it to the streets and and do whatever kind of damage, whether by starting fires or shooting people. We have in America now, just to wrap this up, of an extremely critically dangerously large malignant uh, philosophy that is shared by tens of millions of people, if not a hundred or so. One of the reasons you, you got it exactly right. These are the kind of people who have no problem whatsoever fighting their way into the lifeboat mm. because of two things. First of all, all ethics is situational. And, and much, I think much more importantly in that specific case anyway, since they don't believe in a judgment afterlife or anything like that, there's simply nothing worse than them going down on the Titanic. That's the worst thing that could happen to them is to die on, on the, in, those, in those cold waters. But the men on that boat, and by the way, by the way, uh, no one was asking the personal pronouns of the of the men who stepped back to let the women get on the on the boat. Those people realized something. The men on the Titanic, as an example of all of that culture, and, and a great deal of this is British. Virtually all of it is British, and we inherited this aspect of it. Thank God. Those men, civilized men. Uh, honorable men understand that there is in fact something worse than death right the the, the left if you're a, if you're a materialist an atheist or, or or any whatever you want to call these people the end the, the, these people don't believe in anything bigger than themselves and and conservatives do uh for example when i say you know what's is there a fate worse than death you know, atheists and liberals laugh at that. What do you mean a fate worse than death? That's the worst thing that happened. It's the end of you. You're finished. Yes, it's the end of you. 
Um, but it's not the end of this. Uh, one of the people who survived on the Titanic was Bruce Ismay, who was the guy who actually owned the White Star Company. He didn't have the guts to go down with the ship, so he got on a lifeboat, and he was saved. And for the rest of his life, people would cross the street as he was coming toward them on the sidewalk. They'd go to the other side of the street just to stay away from him. No one talked to him. No one. It, not, he was. He lived in disgrace and dishonor for the rest of his life. And I'd be willing to bet you he probably spent the rest of his life wishing he made the other decision, because that is a fate worse than death for some for some kind of people for people that had this. Um, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that this has to. It's built into people, but it does have to be built. This 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 virtuous idea. So let's just again just to wrap it up. You've got a philosophy with modern progressivism that that is that has uh if our if our philosophy is in god we trust or e pluribus unum then theirs is the ends justify the means and that is the most evil sentence that has ever been written down in any language uh mm. in the history of this earth the ends justify the means is the most evil 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 thing that's ever ever been written because it makes perfect sense it's just it it's just the road to murder and, and mayhem. Mm. We're going to smash these windows and burn down these buildings. Why? Well, because we want racial justice. The ends justify the means. We're going to we're going to assassinate a man who is who is absolutely duly appointed, who went through a, a character assassination on top. But we're going to kill him. We're going to kill him because we disagree with uh, with a, a decision he made. And, and so the ends justify the means. And the right to have an abortion is more important than his life or any other life. And it's kind of interesting, isn't it, that, there, that, that this guy was planning to kill this guy in order to allow other people to kill other people. Uh, this is what they're made of. And, and so we can, have, we can say that this is what they're made of, this is what they're about, this is their philosophy, and we can talk about the philosophy, psychoanalyze the philosophy, and attack the philosophy. But ultimately, it's an individual making a decision to do something like this. And we had better do – there's so much damage done and so much repair work to be done. And I think the first part of that repair work, frankly, is to stick together. I, I, I really mean it. I mean with what we do here at the show, with BillWhittle.com, all the rest of this conservative commentary, the, the first thing we have to do is stick together and maintain those um, those virtues and, and that morality uh, – amongst ourselves, and then we have to spread it. And the best way to spread it is to be the best person you can. It's just, you know, you make, you, you make the collective better, not by killing off the individuals that you don't like. If, if, you're, if you're concerned about the collective, the best way to improve the collective is to improve yourself. That improves the collective a little bit. And everybody else starts behaving better. And then the next thing you know, you live in the kind of place that you want to live in, not the kind of place where somebody's got an entire trunk full of shotguns, guns, tape, uh, you know, spray, ready to go out and murder somebody mm. uh, because his political philosophy says that's okay, so long as it's for the greater good. Uh, for Alfonso, Rachel, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks very much for joining us on The Virtue Signal, made possible by the members here at BillWhittle.com. And we'll see you next week right here on The Virtue Signal.